0: Hi, and welcome to the LJPC Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Cunningham. This podcast is all about the people who work at and who attend La Jolla Presbyterian Church in La Jolla, California. We live in a beautiful and special community full of amazing people who have lived amazing lives, and I have the pleasure of interviewing some of them on this podcast. Subscribe to the LJPC Conversations podcast so you can hear their stories. Today... I have in the studio two of my favorite women, Susie Deuce and Cynthia Blaze. Hi and welcome, ladies. Hi,
1: Shannon.
2: Hi, Shannon.
0: <laughs> it's so great to have you guys here. I'm really excited. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. I'm not not that the being, other ones weren't fun.
2: And I'm not used to being on this end of the podcast, I just have to say. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth.
0: Why aren't you used to being on this end? Maybe you should tell people in case they haven't heard your podcast, Cynthia. Tell them what it if is. If you're not
2: listening, you should be listening to our hashtag podcast. We post every Friday different stories and conversations with women during their faith journeys.
0: And people can subscribe to yep, that Yeah, you can find well. it
2: at momlife.ljpress.org, or if you put go like to search on your podcast app on your phone, just search for hashtag momlife, and then it'll pop up. It's like a teal turquoise logo, and just hit subscribe, and then you'll get them coming down to your feed every week. Sounds great.
1: Nice. Yay. So I when totally you're doing ahead, though, sorry.
0: the LJPC Conversations yeah. podcast, you can then subscribe to the hashtag momlife podcast. So... So we what have, we are saying have everything is
1: I'm the only one who doesn't have a podcast. Is that Soon, to come? Come. <laughs> Soon to come, Susie. Susie, you need a podcast. That'd oh, no. be amazing. <laughs> well, my uh, thumbs are tired from twiddling, so. <laughs> All right, Susie. Who are you, Susie? Tell us what you do here at the church. Well, my official title is Director of Family Ministries, which means I oversee birth through high school, but I only directly run the, the Sunday school program midweek, X-Zone, and Hugs, and uh, VBS, winter and summer camps, that what's, kind of stuff. What's Hugs? Hugs is for our kindergarten and first graders. It is a once-a-month uh, program where they learn to be um, servants and how use the gifts that God has given them to serve those around them. Nice. Yeah. And you do some service projects through that? Yes, we do. Um, oh, gosh, we do a lot of them. We do uh, Easter eggs every year. We fill about 500 Easter eggs and donate them. We have made, um, made stuff for the fire department to take and say thank you, thank you notes. We do Socktober, where the kids fill the socks and then take them out and give them to homeless people. What do they fill the socks with? Um, chocolate milk and uh, water and... Candy and granola bars <laughs> and just any things that, that would be helpful. Nice. One of my favorites, though, that we just started doing last year, so this is our second year, is in December we make mittens um, that have a half a heart on each hand. So when you put them together, it makes a whole heart. Mm-hmm. And we fill those with hand warmers and chapstick and cough drops and things that our worship and arts director, Ron Bowles, told me that his um, homeless choir would enjoy and then we donate them to the homeless choir so that's really that's one of my favorites
0: and where do you take the easter eggs after you fill them
1: we've taken them to different places so sometimes we partner with smaller churches we've partnered with um, presbyterian urban ministries Mm -hmm. Um, just i sort of reach out and see who could use them last year we partnered with a charter school Mm, nice so
0: yeah very cool all right cynthia who are you what do you what do you do here at the church Hi, I'm
2: Cynthia, Hi. Um, my my title is Director of Women's Ministries here at the church, um, which I love my job so much. I think it is so much fun. So I oversee our, our annual women's retreat, but then um, some of the weekly things I've added since I came on staff is we do a Wednesday morning um, women's Bible study, which I just love. We do our Friday morning hashtag mom life group, um, designed for moms. Uh, we've also started um, a monthly evening prayer and fellowship group. It's really designed for women who I think is kind of a hole in our church a little bit that Mm -hmm. we don't reach quite as well, which Mm -hmm. is women that are either not yet married or are in that working mom Mm -hmm. sort of category and that none of our ongoing groups really help sort of meet their needs. So that group is fun. They get together. It's at a local home and they have a glass of wine together. They share kind of what's going on and they pray together. Cool. And that's a really neat group that's also developing as well. Cool. And, but you only work, what, 20 hours a week now? 20 hours, because I am still a mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm really, really trying to stay at 20 hours. Uh, there's part of me that obviously would love to do more. Yeah, because but, you do a lot in that yeah. 20 hours. <laughs> yeah. Efficiency, Shannon, efficiency. Yes, yes. Um, but, yeah, I have a um, six-year-old daughter and then a uh, just her nine-year-old son. Yeah. And, the, and and I'm married, so, you know, he needs a little attention, too. So.
0: <laughs> well, well, since you've started talking about
2: who I'm you so are a little
0: bit outside of the church, Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you grew up, um, a little bit about your family, how you ended up at LJPC, which is a funny question for you, because you might as well have been born on this campus. (laughs) Always been at LJPC.
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell
0: us whatever you want us to know about you. Yeah,
2: so I did grow up in this church, which is really special and really cool. Um, My mom has been a regular attender, actually the majority of her life, even though she grew up uh, my mom was Christy Zakin. She grew up in Arizona, but her family would come vacation here in the summertime for the month of August because they were in they were farmers. And so in August in Arizona, nothing happens. <laughs> nobody so that they would always leave and they would come spend <laughs> August in La Jolla. and so they actually started nice. attending La Jolla Presbyterian Church when my mom was probably, I think about five or six Amazing. in the summers in that That's month so cool. And mm-hmm. so then as soon as she and my dad moved here after college, she started attending. and so she's been attending and then raised me, you know, attending. And then um, I went to UCLA for my undergraduate. After that, I was on the mission field for a year, and then I went to Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary and got my Master's of Divinity. So that was all in my early 20s. Um, after that, I had I did work for a church for a year and a half, but just had some personal situational issues that just was not the best fit for me at that time of my life. And so I ended up getting into event planning, um, just had sort of evaluated my skill set and what I had been doing and what I felt I was good at that was actually non-ministry, because most of what I'd done my whole <laughs> life up to that point was ministry, uh, and actually had a great experience. So for two years, I worked for Hyatt Hotels, and then after that, I started my own um, wedding planning company. And for 12 years, I ran CZ events and planned many weddings at this church or even for people that are part of this church um, which was a great a great run and I like that a lot um, then two years ago this coming April so like I guess a little over a year and a half ago um, Paul and I sort of had had this conversation on Easter, actually. And I think I was actually whining to him. And <laughs> I was saying, Paul, because I was on the... You weren't l- whining. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I was Paul is my husband,
0: for those of you that are new to the podcast. Oh, yeah. And he's Past- the, senior, the pastor senior pastor of the church.
2: Um, I might have been slightly complaining to him, though, because I was on our lay team of women's ministry at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to Paul, Paul, like... We don't have any women on staff who are teachers. Like, if someone comes to me and says, I want to study the scriptures, and what do I tell them? Like, I didn't have an answer for a woman who wanted to really have like an in-depth study of the scriptures, and his response to me was, "Well, I just want you on staff," mm-hmm. and I was like, "What? <laughs> I wasn't. That, I wasn't the answer. That wasn't what I thought the answer was. I thought, well, you were going to go find someone to like begin teaching all of us because I was still running all my events and I still had a plate load of events still at that point. And um, but through conversations that summer and through." god literally turning the tap off on my events whereas i'd always had events planned nine to 18 months in advance suddenly i had no events after december of Mm -hmm. um 2017 like just none and so i was kind of joking with paul i was like well i don't really have anything else to do you know (laughs) (laughs) so i guess i can come on staff but no it was a time of, of praying and really thinking about it and um and so then it was a year ago september that I came on staff, but my hours have sort of increased because I still was finishing up a number of events and I still had a preschooler last Mm -hmm. year. And so we were kind of careful with my hours. But I have to say, it is a marvelous world having two children in elementary school. <laughs> it is. So this year I have a kindergartner and a third grader, and it's been great for me then to have a little bit of space to do the 20 hours a week.
1: Mm-hmm. Wait till they can both drive. <laughs> mm. oh, yes, yes. Right. <laughs> I'm petrified of <by> that, actually.
0: <laughs> All right, Susie, That's how not... about you? Give us, give us a little of your background.
1: Well, I grew up in Point Loma, and um, – I went to Point Loma Press, and I was the third generation there. My dad moved down here from um, mid-California, Central Coast, when he was in kindergarten. And so, uh, yeah, I grew up there. And... Met my husband in Colorado at school, and then we had our two kids, and eventually moved back here. So we've been back for seventeen years mm. now, which is really hard for me to believe. <laughs> um, so I have a son who is nineteen and a daughter who is seventeen, and in eighteen in eight months, as you well know, Shannon, yes, yes. we are going to be empty nester. Time, <laughs> <laughs> girls' night, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've been married for twenty five years. Um, I. I did a lot of things. I my degree is in psychology and communication, which when I got my degree years ago, um, <laughs> it was like, well, a quarter and a cup of co- a quarter and a degree in psychology will get you a cup of coffee, right? <laughs> yes. But you know, little did I know, God was sort of putting stepping stones mm-hmm. to a place I didn't even know I really wanted to go. Mm. So I worked at a um, I worked at a uh, what do you call it? An architecture firm just as a temp job for seven years and then had a temp job for yes, seven yes exactly years. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> i'm just gonna highlight that i told like paul it. when i got here once i get someplace i don't move i i that's very, good to know yes i just stay uh but i left that after when aj was born my son and then uh, was out of the workforce for probably about eight years and then when natalie went to kindergarten. I started a little bit over in at Point Loma working in women's ministry and mm. we'll get into that a little bit later but ended up being led to the job that I had mm-hmm. apparently been working toward my whole life yes. and I didn't even know it. <laughs> Crazy that so, God does that. Yeah, to us. I know. <laughs> 2020 hindsight, it's like he knows know. things or something. <laughs> I know.
0: So, so why don't you move on to talk uh, about that a little bit? Uh, you know, why are you in this line of work? What was the call and the passion? What led you to this place?
1: Well, I've always loved kids. So um, when I was the big joke is that when I was really little, I had three baby dolls, the exact same baby doll, and I named them all after me. <laughs> Which is... Susie one, Susie two, and Susie three. Yeah. It was my first name, my last name, or my middle name, and then a combination of the two. You oh. were very creative. I was very creative. It was like my daughter. Wait, what was the combination of the two? It was Susie, Anne, and Suzanne.
2: <laughs> my daughter has one bear, five or six versions of him, all stashed in different places, all named Bubba. Oh. There you go.
1: I like the thought of that. See, that's a girl in my own heart. Oh, so cute. But I started babysitting, actually, when I was nine. What were they thinking? <laughs> nine. <laughs> Seriously. My brother and I babysat for some people up the street who are still their wow. friends. But I worked in our church nursery. I mean, I just always was, was drawn to being with kids. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is that my mom, my grandma, my aunt... All teachers and everybody assumed I would be a teacher and for some reason I was really like no 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 I just don't want to do that I don't want to do that for some reason I don't know push it against the grain whatever it was so I never really thought about pursuing that um, but then throughout all these jobs by the time I got to be 40 all of a sudden I ended up in my dream job that I didn't mm-hmm. know was my dream job you know which is amazing and I look back at it and I thought Wow, I'm actually. I didn't go to school for this, but when I worked at that architecture firm, I learned. I was I was front office for a long time, front desk, and I was learned how to talk to people and engage and be on the phone and be firm but you know um, kind. And then somehow they got me into accounting. So now I I know, so I know how to budget. How did that happen? And anybody you know, anybody who knows me, will tell you that I love Excel. I live in Excel, so everything I do is there. Uh, But all these really weird, what seemed random skills I was learning were actually taking me to this place. And then when I was in Point Loma doing women's ministry, a sweet, sweet interim pastor there said, pulled me aside one day and said, Have you ever thought about working with kids? And I was like, Oh. Well, yeah, I guess, and he, so I got into that position, and then worked with these two amazing ladies, one of whom had actually been a Sunday school teacher for me, and was a great mentor, and then another lady who um, was the we call her the Energizer Bunny, and she had taught school and done all this stuff, and this sort of a second career for her, and then there became a point where I. Needed Financially, I needed more hours, and they couldn't afford it over there. Mm. And this sweet, sweet woman, shout out to Marty Baird, um, offered to switch positions with me. Mm. So I became the director, and she then mentored me through that. So that was amazing. Um, And then after several years, um, a crazy events that happened um both my husband and I well actually he was looking for a new job I wasn't looking for a new job because I was going to stay at my church <laughs> and then God chuckled as he always does and made me do something else uh but so when I was I thought about this job here I wrestled probably harder than I can remember in a long time with God about it I didn't want to leave it was my family they'd known me literally since I was 2 mm. years old it was it was the toughest decision I had to I make. Bet. And so, Especially
0: with it being so close in proximity. Oh not yeah, across
1: the country or something. Absolutely. Yeah. It was it was my choice. Yeah, I wasn't made to do it. Yeah. And finally, I I said to God, okay, because you know, God loves ultimatums. <laughs> um, I <laughs> said, you have to break my heart. Hmm. That's the only way I'll do this. There has to be a real reason. And then I found out that there had been five directors in the seven previous years. And all of a sudden, my daughter popped into my head. She was in fifth grade. And I thought, that's her entire time Mm -hmm. she wouldn't have had the same person. Mm -hmm. And that broke my heart. Mm -hmm. Because everybody who works with kids knows that consistency is key. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So here I am. And... he and broke my heart, and I came in and, like I told Paul, sat down, and I've been here for seven years now. <laughs>
2: and we're so blessed. So blessed. Thank because you for staying. My know. children are in your program. Yeah. So <laughs> so blessed.
1: Yes. And your children have helped in my yes. program. So yes. I'm so blessed. Yes. And well. your children will. So they will yes. And it they sounds like push. she's staying for a long time. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll hold you to it. To pry me out. <laughs> All right, Cynthia. How about you? Why don't you tell us a little bit more about your calling?
2: Um. You know, it's cool, it actually started um, in this church when I was like 15 Mm -hmm. or 16. The first thing that um, led me into ministry was there was a group of girls going up to um, summer camp at Forest Home. I think they're fifth or sixth grade girls, and they needed a counselor for them because they're coming from our church. And um, so, you know, I was like resident high school girl at the church and super involved um, in Sunhouse. And so I just remember, I don't even know who it was, but some adult approached me one day and was like, hey, would you consider coming in and being the counselor for these girls? And I was like, Absolutely, sounds like so much fun. And that's back in the days when Forest Home had um, teepees as their, like, cabins. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they were these little uh, these teepees with these little tiny beds around the side of them with one larger bed in the center, which I heard just, you know, in case the bear walks in, they get the counselor first. So, <laughs> that's where you were in the so center bed. So that's where, where I was, bed. in the very center bed.
1: Um, <laughs> that's also where it rains. And when it rains, it drips <laughs> yeah, in the center. I've stayed in those teepees. The uh, they're no longer there.
2: Um, but I had such an amazing week, and it was just sort of an experience like I'd never had before. And it really just put my heart on, on fire for ministry and so um, from that point on I think I have always done ministry and it was um, I started going to Forest Home every summer as a counselor and um, I started recruiting everyone I knew to Sunhouse. like it just was kind of became part of who I was mm-hmm. and then um, during college years I, I worked at Christian summer camps every summer um, I was involved in our Greek system, I was leading a Bible study in my sorority house. And so God had really put on my heart sort of a passion for those who don't know him and mm-hmm. a deep desire that they would begin to know him and know the the love that he has for all of us. I just have felt burdened by the love of Jesus, that people don't know mm-hmm, the love mm-hmm. of Jesus in their lives. And mm-hmm. the experience of knowing him is so much better than anything else that this life could offer Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know that we if we were just christians for heaven it would be that's almost i'm not pointless but you know that's not the point (laughs) the (laughs) point is that we get abundant lives here and now and that's Mm -hmm. where i feel very very passionate about Mm -hmm. as well the abundant life here and now um and because i have experienced sadness and just been in friendships with people who are just Mm -hmm. so sad and so um so originally my heart was for sure youth ministry like i love hanging out with girls in fact junior high girls might be my favorite they are so much fun Wow, i know i love them they're so fun they're so awkward and they're just so fun and um so i went to seminary then and Then, you know, and my first job was in youth ministry and I was mentoring girls and discipling girls and I just, I had so much fun with them. We did this retreat that I called the Real Issues Retreat and we talked of all about Mm -hmm. everything going on in our lives and their lives. It was just great. But then I had that, um, that 14 year stint of working in the secular Mm -hmm. world. And, um, and through that time, I think I've also just gained a really deep heart for the word of God Mm. and I feel like I think it's because when I went to seminary, I would say until I went to seminary, I did not understand the Bible, Mm -hmm. even though I'd grown up in the church and Mm -hmm. been taught it my whole life. I did not understand it. And it suddenly all clicked to me. that Suddenly it became this very powerful drive I had for others to understand it Mm -hmm. and understand the message of it and understand what's going on in it. And Mm so um, during, I would say, those years that I was not doing ministry, I think that passion grew in me to have, especially as I was just – hanging out with women in Bible studies where I was not the leader, you know, Mm -hmm. just being there, but seeing how generally people did not understand Mm -hmm. the Bible. And um, so my, that passion really grew in me. Um, But then I've also realized too, that as now I'm in this position of women's ministry, that women's ministry so much is youth ministry. Mm -hmm. Like a mom who is on fire Mm -hmm. for Jesus or a grandmother on Mm -hmm. fire for Jesus, the way she can affect her home her Mm -hmm. children, her children's friends, Mm -hmm. it's incredible, like the influence that an on fire woman has Mm -hmm. for the Lord. And so now, and maybe it's now that I'm in my my 40s, not that that means I shouldn't do youth ministry, but I just see how um, my heart is still definitely for kids. Mm -hmm. But I think um, realizing how much um, change and influence comes through the mom. Mm-hmm. So really desiring moms and women to understand the scriptures, understand how valuable they are to the Lord, and then be able to use their incredible gifts and talents and callings that each of them have to create great change and influence in their own homes and on their own mm-hmm. communities around them. Love that. Very Amen. cool.
0: All right. I would love for you guys to share what you feel is the best part of your job. Susie, do you want to start?
1: Well, hanging out with kids. (laughs) Is that that the best part? That is pretty fun. Uh, But really nothing beats when a kid runs up to me and tells me a way that they encountered Jesus Mm -hmm. or um, felt like God's presence or um, they learned something about God or, you know, those are the greatest things um, that kids are engaged and excited about yeah. all of that. And I know any teacher will tell you that it's the light bulb moments when mm. you think, yes, they got <laughs> it. They were listening. <laughs> Yay. Um, so that, that's always exciting. But, um, really one of the best parts of my job, honestly, is working in this church because mm. the people I work with are the best. Aww. I mean, in all my jobs I've ever worked in, and there've been um, many, um, those architects, this horrible. I
2: know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. My husband is jealous all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Mine too is like, why are you there so much? Because mm. I love it. <laughs> but I, the atmosphere when I started mm. working here, I thought, are you kidding me? Yeah, like is special. this just the facade, and then I am going to get into the underground? You mm-hmm. know, and the curtain will drop. It's really amazing mm-hmm. how kind and how loving. How generous the entire staff is! Everybody does their job well, and we trust each other. And that, to me, makes my job so much easier and happier. Mm -hmm. I'm so I have been at jobs where I dreaded getting up in the morning, Mm -hmm. and here I can't wait to get here and. You know, every night my husband will text me ETA, and I always say 530, and he knows that means 615, because <laughs> <laughs> I always find something else, or I'm talking yeah, to somebody. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's really one of my my favorite mm. things about working here. Mm. But I will say, back to something that Cynthia just said, um, that passion and understanding that kids, or that adults don't know the Bible. Mm. Um that's one of my best things. When I was in when I was younger, I remember I have a vivid memory of sitting in church and I was probably 8 or 9 and listening half listening to the pastor and he he quoted some verse in some book of the Bible I hadn't heard of. And it was in the Old Testament and I looked at the Bible in front of me and knew that there was no way ever that I could find that. Hmm. And it was such a feeling of despair. Mm. And the Bible felt so foreign and forbidding. Hmm. And that was another part of, that's part of what's the best part of my job and what the calling is, is that I want the Bible to be accessible. Yes, I want kids to understand the whole story and, how they fit into it, and each of the lessons, and that it is accessible, and you can find it, and you know it. Uh, so that that that's part of the best part of my job is yeah. is being able to teach kids about the Word of God. Cool. I'm so
2: thankful you're so passionate about it because I see that. Like yeah. I see, my children are really gaining a real knowledge of Scripture through oh. through you, which Yay. I love. Yeah, Yay. totally. Yes success
0: <laughs> how about you Cynthia what's the best part of your job
2: I, I think it's the groups as well you know it's the people time for sure like I oh my gosh I love teaching my Wednesday Bible study mm. I still am like tickled every week that these ladies show up for me to teach them I'm like really you're coming back I didn't like <laughs> I didn't scare you away last time like yeah. um it's really special to me that these women want to come and have me teach them I still sometimes maybe because i only been in this job a little over a year and uh, have had my own senses of failures in my past, there's still some times where I'm like, really, you really want to come listen to me, you know? And it's, so it's a very humbling and very, Mm -hmm. um, I'm very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And you know, our Friday morning, mom's group I love that I love hanging out with those women that's so much fun I love that that group is really um, creating um, a community now and I'm really excited Mm -hmm, for those moms they're mm -hmm. just amazing women and I'm so and that group I don't feel like an authority like in and when I teach on Wednesdays I feel like okay I've studied the Bible I feel like Mm -hmm. an authority here um on Fridays I just feel like I'm trying to like you know we're all in this together I'm trying to figure out how to be a mom as well and how to influence my children well and so um that's a neat place where I kind of feel like a peer even Mm -hmm. though I'm leading Mm -hmm. that group um but I I would say my there have been a it's always probably moments of encouragement too like I have had a couple people come up to me and say um I did not understand the Bible mm-hmm. until um, I sat in your class, mm-hmm. and um, I've especially I think last year. This year has been a great study on the life of Jesus, but last year when we went through the whole Bible mm-hmm. in a year, and just the connections that I think a lot of women were making mm-hmm. um, were just like uh, huge moments for them, and that to me was so encouraging mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. exciting to see women really getting getting it, understanding mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. that that's that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Good stuff, ladies. Absolutely, I love it. All right, now on to (laughs) what is the hardest part of your job?
1: I think that it's not, um, or more just me, most challenging. challenging. There you go. Better, right? That word. Um, I think that it's not uncommon for people in ministry to feel like they're on their own little island, Hmm. and. We Because we are not like a typical teacher where we see somebody five days a week, eight hours a day, you know, we only have one to three hours a week mm-hmm. with our people, whoever mm-hmm. they are. And sometimes I feel like, is it worth it? Am I making a difference? Mm-hmm. Does anybody care? I have no idea. Yeah, and that's if they show up every week. If they show up, it one point seven times, to three hours a month. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And to pour my heart and soul into something and not get the return, mm-hmm. you know, not know. And so that's really, I spent a lot of time in prayer about that, mm. realizing that I scatter seed, and it's not my job to see if it actually grows. Mm-hmm. Um, but that—that's a hard part mm-hmm. for me. Uh, Because Mm -hmm. even with your own children, at least you're there every day seeing that your input is having some effect on them. Um, So occasionally I'll get um, a parent that says, oh, so-and-so came home and talked about this today. Thank you. Or a little note or something. And I have – this is so, I don't know, weird, but I actually have a little – folder that has all of my notes of encouragement so that to remind me yeah you know it's almost like a little prayer folder that i've asked god please let this teaching you know do something Uh and then i go back and look oh yeah that's the answered prayer that's the Uh answered prayer so that's you know just knowing that what we're doing is important yes and is working for the kingdom
0: yeah how about you cynthia
2: I think for me right now, it's knowing that I have limited time at my stage. Mm. You know, I don't want to be more than 20 hours a week. I think I could be if I wanted to be, but I don't want to be because Mm. I'm really trying to guard this precious time Mm -hmm. in my children's lives as well, having them be little. Um, And so I really, really love the balance that I get here Mm. where I drop them off at school and then I come here four days a week and then I go pick them up. And that's just a great balance. But Mm -hmm. the part of that that's hard is that. Um, I I feel very strongly that I have to stay deeply connected to Jesus to understand the task that He wants me mm, to do. Mm-hmm. Because I get big ideas, girls, mm, and mm-hmm. I get excited by things and I there's more I wanna do. Sure. But knowing yeah. that I have to main stay within the lane that He has for me right now to not to to, to dream big of course, but to not sort of dream outside of my capacity yeah. at yeah. this point in mm-hmm. my life. Um because i don't want to bring extra stress on myself or my family Mm -hmm. and trusting that what jesus has for me right now at my stage i can do in the 20 hours a Mm -hmm. week and that's what i have to trust Mm. so it's staying staying connected to that vine to know Mm -hmm. i'm doing what he has for me and then trusting that it's enough you Mm -hmm. know and there have been times where i have been down to the wire to go pick up my kids to finish my Bible study for the next day but every single time I have and I'm so thankful for that so mm-hmm. but I think that's my challenge right now is is limited hours yet wanting but wanting those limited yeah, hours. That is so. difficult it takes a lot of discipline
0: <laughs> to be able to do that. <laughs> it's,
2: mm-hmm. Yes I have to stay very focused on task not let myself get you know distracted. Yeah. I mm-hmm. just sit down every day and I mean the first thing I do is just say Holy Spirit guide Mm -hmm. what I do today, Mm -hmm. guide the tasks I do, guide Mm -hmm. the decisions I make, guide what I spend my time on, Mm -hmm. and then being able to try and prioritize, like, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting, you know, you mentioned Susie, like, how God obviously saw your life in this full trajectory. Mm -hmm. He he knew where he was bringing you, and he knew the experience that you needed to gain to get there. It's now I'm at this really funny, amazing point in my life at 43 where I see that, where I'm like, oh my gosh. Of course I had to get that seminary degree because for 14 years in in event planning I was like why the heck did I go to seminary? Right. What was that for? <laughs> it you didn't know? make sense, yeah. It didn't yeah. make sense mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And then so now to be at this point where I look and I realize what I also gained from running mm-hmm. these events for 14 mm-hmm. years is amazing. Like for me now, that aspect of putting together retreats or events or things like Mm -hmm. that is really easy Mm -hmm. because of the amount of experience I've had. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, learning to prioritize my tasks, learning to do what's most important. I was constantly putting out fires. So it's constantly, what is the most important thing for me Mm -hmm. to do? Mm -hmm. What can I push off to a little bit? Mm -hmm. So it's just interesting now to see how... I'm using all those skills yeah. that God brought. It's like he knew. He knew. <laughs> I'm like, really? It all makes sense now.
1: It all makes sense. Oh. Well, I, something you just said, Cynthia, I just want to go back to this because um, the funny part of this, the irony part of this is the ironic part is that the hardest thing for me, one of the hardest parts for me is remembering to stay connected and not get into the bi- business mm of teaching kids and Mm. it's so easy to do because like we always say sunday's always coming Mm -hmm. and so there's always sunday school to do there's always teachers to get there's always lessons to plan and to not make that my focus Mm. Um, totally. That's that is a huge challenge mm-hmm. for me.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally, I think for all of us, mm-hmm. you know, in ministry, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. especially, like, we get great ideas yes. and it sounds fun. Let's <laughs> do it. Yeah, yes. I mean,
1: well, and people think, well, you work at a church, and yeah. so don't you all just sit around and read the Bible and sing Kumbaya all day? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> but we're in the business of it, right? And that that's can, different. F- yeah, mm-hmm. I can I can definitely see how mm-hmm. it's easy yeah. to. Read the Bible only Mm -hmm. for prep. Yeah, yeah, and uh, definitely. I quickly going back to one of the best parts of my job that I found out a long time ago when I started doing this was that when I prepare a lesson, I always learn something new. Mm -hmm. And because I have to teach to children, I have to put it in a simple form. And everybody knows you got to go through all the difficult stuff to weed it out and get back to the simple Mm. form. So that is a form of Bible study for me. But um, it's just helpful, but it's still easy to get yeah. pulled away. It is. You're right. Yeah, I'm
2: constantly learning through my Bible study uh, preparation, too. That's one thing mm-hmm. I just love mm-hmm. about it. I, I would, Probably my favorite part is studying the Bible in preparation for teaching and then teaching. Mm-hmm. That's probably <laughs> my favorite part. I yeah. every, everything else is extra.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is. You're right.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Susie, is there anything you would like the parents in this community to know?
1: Yes, I want them to know that I am their biggest cheerleader. Oh. It is hard to be a parent. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it. But um, I, I also want them to know that the time, like you alluded to, mm. the time we have with their kids yes. is so minute. It is. They have the biggest influence on their kids. And so um, – a lot of my my parents and, and I you know like we said Cynthia and I grew, we grew up in the church mm-hmm. we didn't really know the Bible when we got out and we were shocked and so I feel like probably the majority of our parents are that way and they didn't think about it until their kids came along mm. and now they come and go oh here take them take them and teach, <laughs> teach them. them yeah uh, you know <laughs> when it's really not our responsibility yeah. my responsibility is to come alongside mm-hmm. those parents so I want them to know that I am I. I I'm sort of an expert, but I'm not an expert on their children Mm -hmm. and this is their job, but I am their biggest cheerleader Mm -hmm. and I do want to help them. And I want to give resources and encouragement and help for them to do that Mm -hmm. because they have the influence. And so that's what I really want them to know is that I'm here for them and that there are little things that you can do. I mean, we do little things with our kids every day, and it's easy to just pop in mm-hmm. one or two other little mm-hmm. things Boys that them will to help, help mm-hmm. lead them to Christ and walk yeah. on their journey with them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, Cynthia, how about you? Is there anything you want the women in this community to know?
2: I think I said earlier, but I just, I am passionate that women would know they are deeply loved, mm-hmm. they are created for a purpose, and that they are very powerful in the hands of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's what I want them to know, that they have gifts and callings on each of their lives, um, you know, to love those closest to them, mm-hmm. and to create great change in the communities around them. Mm-hmm. That I see women as very, very powerful, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the hands of Jesus, that He wants to do great things, in our community, and their families, through their lives. And that mm. being a mom is not just sort of slogging through some years, but, um, you know, a deep calling and a deep passion that they don't have to lose who they are, mm. but to, mm-hmm. to see the incredible ways that God has gifted them and to use those to to love their families and yeah. change their communities. Yeah. No.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. Now that we're all pumped up and excited about your <laughs> ministries, <laughs> is there anything coming up uh, for 2019 that you guys are excited about and that you'd like to share? Um,
1: Well, spoiler alert, save the date. VBS is coming up July 8th through the 12th. Uh, My favorite week of the year. Uh, Everyone's favorite week
0: of the year. (laughs) It's so fun. You know, it's so funny. When I was growing up, I hated that week because it was so, in every church I was ever in, it was, everyone was just exhausted and it was so <laughs> difficult and the kids were running around like maniacs and and then I came to this church and I was like this is the best week ever <laughs> there's it's just, just something about how the volunteers are taken care of, yeah. how you run things Susie, yeah, you. Um, you know the parents the kids, everyone coming together for this common goal, It's it's a cool thing. I
2: volunteered for the first time last year, and I had so much fun. It totally brought me back to like my summer camp camping days,
1: and yeah, I'm in. Mm -hmm. To me, I I call it the farm tired, where you get up and you work hard all day, Mm -hmm. but when you Mm -hmm. go home you're tired because you worked hard and it was good, you know. So that's coming up. Um, Beginning of April will be the registration, and we sold out in two weeks last year, I think. so. take note, people. Take note! (laughs) Um, Also, we have for the high school part of what I oversee. We have the Sunhouse Pancake Breakfast coming up for our Mexico mission trip. Mm-hmm. So um, make sure you have that on your calendars mm-hmm. for the end of um, February. Yes, And uh, we've got a lot of great auction items and some really amazing, cool families that we're going to go down and bless. And so we love the whole... What I love about VBS and that, the Mexico trip, is that every person in this church Mm -hmm. can be a part of it in some way Mm -hmm. so i encourage you to be a part of both of those in some way
2: yay great i'm biding my time till i can come down to mexico (laughs) (laughs) i will come i will get there you will (laughs) okay what about women's
0: ministry what's Um, going on you
2: know actually we might be doing kind of a change in retreats this year Mm. which i'm excited about it's um it's um Not 100% for for sure, but it looks like what's going to be happening is um, we're going to be moving our annual retreat from October to March. Mm -hmm. Um, Here in San Diego, um, just pricing for venues is incredibly high um, during wedding season. And our wedding season, and Mm -hmm. I know this personally, Mm -hmm. is um, from July through October. So likely that, and we're just hoping to have some cost savings and moving it. But because of that, what I'm really excited about is it looks like we're going to be doing – a one day fall conference in the fall um that's going to be really fun it's going to start with Um, Like yoga and exercise. We're going to have teaching. I'll be teaching. We'll have some other women teaching. We'll have lunch in the village. We'll have some more like general session, breakout and teaching time in the afternoon. And then we're going to do something really fun at night, sort of like a girl's night out. So in yoga clothes all day long. So, (laughs) um,
1: and that's, and that
2: event, I really, our dream come true. Totally. It'll be super cheap because we're going to be doing it here Mm -hmm. at um, the church. And it's something that I'm really hoping that women can bring their friends too, especially maybe Mm -hmm. friends who are part of churches that don't have maybe as strong of a women's ministry program. I think Mm. what's so cool about our church is that we have resources and the ability to bless. And so I would love to bring in some smaller churches to just be part of this and to be, um, to be taught the Word of God, which mm-hmm. is what I'm passionate about, but also to be encouraged on their journeys and to be encouraged with other women. So that's something that I'm excited for. for oh my gosh, uh,
1: I am so excited yeah. about that because I don't get to go to the women's retreat because I'm always here yeah. teaching yeah. on a Sunday. Yeah. So that's totally. awesome. Yeah. So I think Sign me up. I'm totally
2: excited for it. And it's something that I think will be really fun to just bring more women in from our community mm-hmm. too yeah. as well. So mm-hmm. that's Yay. kind of the plan. And then, awesome. And then to so that, maybe hopefully we will be uh, might be able to grow to a larger size because it's just going to be housed here and then i think what's sweet about that is that that would then also keep our retreat you know really intimate and we're going to really focus on the connections of the women in our church Mm -hmm. um, on the retreat as well so um, i'm excited for for that change and to just kind of try it and and see how it goes Grace, lots of exciting things coming up (laughs) All right, we're going to move on to
0: something that I am now calling five questions. I was calling it speed round, but it never ended up being speedy. <laughs> <laughs> because we all like to talk.
2: Yeah. What? I don't like to talk.
0: And so now I'm just calling it five questions. So it's just a chance. Five non-speedy questions. Yes. Five non-speedy questions. It's a very long title. <laughs> It's just a chance for people to get to know you guys a little bit better okay. and uh, kind of some, uh, some silly questions and just some fun stuff. I here. told
2: Susie she was not allowed to give any holy answers here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will wait and see
0: what happens. Yes. Right?
1: You can call me later for the holy answers.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Question number one. If you were given $10,000 to have a shopping spree at any store, which store would you choose and
1: why? <laughs> um, does Wheaton College count as a store? <laughs> i trying to put two kids they through college a store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if you want $10,000 of mugs and sweatshirts. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> just what you wanted. Okay. But if it was just for me. Just for you, sweetie. Um, it would be Michael's, but then I would also need to have 10,000 hours to go with it. <laughs> to get all my stuff done. <laughs> so. It's whatever you want yeah, it to be. That's what I want.
0: Michael's. <laughs> all right. Shout out to Michael's. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Okay. Well, my holy answer was, uh, what, what do we say, World Vision Headquarters store? Yes. We don't know if that exists. A goat right? a child. Yeah, a goat for every child in Africa. That yes. would be. <laughs> That's my holy answer. My unholy answer would probably be Nordstrom's because I love clothes and fashion. Yeah. I think it is so much fun. I just think it's a fun self-expression yeah. of yourself. So, yeah. yes, that is where all of my money goes Uh extra that is not I pretty much it either goes to Amazon or Nordstrom's that's where yes
1: Amazon (laughs) was my other choice that's where my purchasing power goes
0: uh, my first thought was anthropology (laughs) that's a good
2: (laughs) good one but limited Shannon it is you're right (laughs) (laughs) but it is awesome they have plates too Hmm.
0: (laughs) they do have home things (laughs) yes you're right (laughs) all right number two where would you like to travel that you haven't been
1: hmm I haven't been most places. So. Well, so then you should be able to answer this easy. Um, you know, I think Japan for some yes. reason. And I think it's because whenever I picture Japan, I picture peace. Mm. It is very peaceful And there. quiet. Mm. They're
2: very quiet there. Very law-abiding.
1: Yes. Mm. And in in my ministry, there's not a lot of peace and quiet yeah. or really even law-abiding. <laughs> So I think that's like my happy place. Yeah, I, I just like think that. It would be beautiful and I'll go with you and clean and manicured.
2: <laughs> it really is, actually. It's I'm only like, saying this because my sister-in-law is Japanese, yeah. so we've been there yes. twice. Yes. Yeah, and I do love Japan. It is one of my favorite countries. Yeah. But there, there'll be like a little tiny alley mm-hmm. that with like a little like crosswalk sign. Saying like don't cross. And it's like maybe like ten feet wide and no cars coming. And they'll all just stand there and wait for the sign to change oh, so no. they can cross. Oh I love And of them. course my oh, dad and I in Japan <laughs> we're just yeah. like barge through yeah, yeah, no. like, and my mom and my Girl. brother are like and my husband are all like mortified yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <okay. sighs> so we're we'll probably go in a couple years, ladies. You should come we'll come with, will with you. Yeah. hmm
0: how about I'll, you, I'll need that ten thousand <laughs> dollars yes, <shit.
2: you> <laughs> Well, sort of my generic answer is always anything tropical and warm mm. because that's what I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but one one little wish list item I have is so before I had kids, I had this stint actually, where um I was climbing high altitude mountains, which it was a really neat experience. I was kind of um just in line of sort of a physical challenge, mental challenge. I was mm-hmm. really enjoying it, and I, I did a number of peaks and. Um, at one point in my life, I thought, "Oh, maybe, maybe I'll be on that Everest route." You wow. know. So I, I, at one point, yeah, not since I've had children. Um, <laughs> so that is no longer a desire of mine. But I would really love to do the trek to Everest base camp. I think that would be a really neat yeah. experience. It's mm-hmm. about a twelve day experience. Um, you, you walk in uh, and you stay in these like tea houses, and this is a very unique experience. And then they um, helicopter hmm. you out. So, you only have to walk up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and because it's um, the duration of the trip, yeah. usually you acclimatize pretty well. And it's, you only mm. go, uh, I mean, I'm, how, how I'm high is that the base 17, camp seventeen thousand for base wow. camp wow. but um, that sounds awesome though it i and and you know and the thing is about altitude sickness is it's really biologically to you people mm-hmm. either get sick or they don't get sick and so far it hasn't been a problem for mm-hmm. me because i've been up to almost 23 mm. and so um for me i i just think it would be amazing but mm-hmm. what i would really love and i don't know if this can be part of my wish list I might have to wait a while, but I'd love to do it with my kids. I'd Mm -hmm. love to have them be like older teenagers and be able to do that with them. I think that'd be a really neat experience. So that's probably my like list travel experience. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I
0: like it. Okay. How about some hobbies? Do you guys have some hobbies you can share outside of
1: the church? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I love to read. I kind of go in fits and spurts uh, of that, but I my it's hilarious to look at the bedside tables because mine is completely filled inside, overflowing on the top of all the books I've started or want to start. <laughs> my husband's is super neat. Um, so I like to read. I like to crochet. Um, I, I love... you crochet. Yeah, I do. My grandma taught me when oh. I was <laughs> And she taught my brother. And both my children know how to crochet. <laughs> um, and I love to go to the movies yeah it's a good movie. I would love to yeah. is just say something about me <laughs> this in Japan I like to go to places where <laughs> where I'm alone and it's quiet. <laughs> Do not listen don't have to, to anything things. in the car? Yeah, car I do. Oh, okay. I listen well, to NPR. I was going kind to of say, stuff. that's a good quiet spot. <laughs> but, yeah, those are kind of the, my favorites. <laughs> okay, Cynthia, how about you? Well,
2: I am not an expert in anything of uh, my hobbies, but I really do love I love to do yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I find myself doing a lot of yoga during the winter when mm-hmm. it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. But I also do love to surf. And I'm not amazing. I'm a longboarder, but um, I love it. I love to be in the water, mm-hmm. and I love a fabulous waist-to-chest-high wave. It's not too big. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, I love to surf, and Eric and I have done a number of trips that are based on finding good surf spots, and so that's really, really fun for us. Yeah,
0: cool. All right, if you could have a girls' night with any two women in the world, past or present, who would you choose?
1: Is this an impossible question? Is this too hard? (laughs) Yes, I want... There's a lot of them. But the two I chose... One has been – actually, I wanted to do this for a long time with both of them. Um, still living would be Dolly Parton. Oh, my goodness. I just think yes. she's fabulous. Someone fun. You gotta, you have to, it's a girls' night, so she, right? it has to be someone so that can fun. have fun. And after having read her um, one of her books, her bi- biography, though, and learning how really deeply spiritual she is mm. um, and how she goes about being so authentic mm inside wrapped in that, not on that crazy stuff outside. I just love her. I absolutely love her. Um, and then my other person would be my great grandma, Ella. She, I never obviously got to meet her, but she, um, born and raised in LA, lower hmm. Alabama. And, um, <laughs> I just got it? That. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> and, um, from all the stories about her, she not only birthed 14 or 15 of her own wow. children, but she wow. was the midwife for everyone around her. And she birthed every baby wow. in the County around her. So it didn't matter black, white, it didn't matter to her. Mm. And my mom tells the story about how her grandparents died a- within a two year span and being in this little church brown's church where my grandma grew up and i've been there now so i can really see it and for my grandmother's memorial looking outside and the black people were not allowed in the church mm-hmm. but they surrounded it hmm. and all these faces hmm. and i thought man how progressive no. and how how she knew that birth is just it is an, an equal playing field Mm -hmm. You know, and she knew that. And so I just think it would be fascinating to spend some time with her.
0: Yeah, Cool. How about you, Cynthia?
2: Um, Well, when you asked this question, I was pondering it. And um, I was trying to think of sort of like great women that Mm -hmm. I would love to spend time with. You know, that's where my mind went first. And um, like I know... Cokie Evans is someone, her Mm -hmm. husband used to pastor this church, and she's a friend of my Mm -hmm. mom's. She's one of those sort of old great saints. Mm -hmm. that, oh, gosh, I would love to just, like, have time with. I did get to meet one of my heroes um, before she passed away. Elizabeth Elliott Gren Aww. lived um, close to my seminary yes. and I actually, actually totally stalked her Aww. until I found her like I wrote her letters Aww. I found out where she lived and then she actually ended up agreeing to do a um, like she met with me and then she agreed to do a short um, little Bible study with some Aww. women from the school some, That's great. so we had about it was only like maybe eight weeks that she met with us weekly but it was like mm-hmm. oh it's cool. such a sweet little like highlight and she's lovely love it. Uh, I love sort of finding those older saints to like just, be, I'm just like teach me, uh-huh. give me more. So this now, would be a wait, quiet girls' who, night.
1: Now who's <laughs> giving the holy answers?
2: Okay. I know <laughs> this is what I'm saying. A, my, quiet, a quiet. But my unholy answer or <laughs> Stay just in, my fun night. answer <laughs> would be um two of um, two of my best friends from college live in the Bay Area and uh, we connected, reconnected last year after not seeing each other for a really hmm. long time, like maybe even I don't know a very long time, but um, probably. My perfect night would be a uh, night in the city of yeah. San Francisco with those two and just cat, uh, spending more time catching up because we all have kids now and we're all working and we're all busy. And I, yeah. it's probably maybe I'm hoping that I can see them like once a year fun, at this fun. point. Yeah. So yeah. they're amazing. And then I, I just read somewhere recently that if, you know, some, you can still be friends with someone who's seen you maybe – Dance in a frat house, or <laughs> yeah. you know, like that's that's a sign
1: of a good friend, right? Yes, yes. yes. They see you at your lowest. Yeah, we're <laughs> right there with you.
0: <laughs> All right. What is your favorite
1: thing to do with your family? Final question. Um, we started when the kids were really little, doing um, movie and pizza night on Friday nights. So, uh-huh. kind of, you know, it has come and go over the years, mm. uh, but that's probably my favorite thing is just to. Grab a movie and just hang out and spend time together, and we have a lot of um, s- movies that we just watch over and over and over again. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's fun because it lingers for us because we quote the movies all the time yes, yeah. like sometimes you wonder if we speak in a uh, real language because we just speak in the movies you know but uh that's just been a really bonding time for us mm-hmm. so that's my favorite fun
2: i love snuggling on the couch with my kids yeah too. Really yeah. yeah i love snuggling on the couch with your kids too <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty snuggly. Uh, probably our favorite like family thing is probably doing trips together mm. we really love to go mm-hmm. on trips mm-hmm. uh And one of my favorites we're going to be doing this summer where there's a a ranch, a horse ranch up above Mammoth that is like, doesn't get cell service and it's super quiet and the children can run around because there's like no no one or nothing there except Mm -hmm. some cows and chickens and it's a really, really special place Mm. and, um, so things like that. I love just getting away.
1: Do you need to take me as a nanny? Yeah, <laughs> what you need <laughs> to do. Is this the four
0: of you or the whole Zach and Blaze?
2: The whole uh, whole Zach and Blaze. Yeah. So there will be nice. eight of us that yeah. are going. Wow. I know. So um, it's really fun. I think that's, um, and we also do trips just the four of us together. Mm-hmm. Like we love to go to Mexico, mm-hmm. and um, we just have a great time. When we're on, we're on trips, yeah. I like I like vacation, husband a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice and relaxed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think we all do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is there anything you uh, would like to add before we close? Anything in your head that that you didn't get a chance to say? I don't know. We say everything
1: that's in our head, Shane. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I love about you, ladies. Me too. We reserved it. anything. <laughs>
2: Well, the one thing I was sort of thinking, I would love to, as an encouragement, it's January, we're making New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. My encouragement would be for any of the women listening that if you're not somehow already connected to the community of our church, Mm -hmm. then my encouragement for you would be to find a way to get connected. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to help you get connected. Yep. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, I'll say the same thing for the kids (laughs) (laughs) get connected and bring your children. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Especially if they're second through fifth grade, come on a Wednesday night. You get two whole hours. For free. Yes, date night. And we'll feed them. Yes, yes.
2: (laughs) It's amazing. It It is We, I can't wait till my youngest child is in second grade. You can have them both on Wednesday. Yes, (laughs) yes. Five to seven.
0: Drop your kids. Uh, It's miraculous. Go for a walk. Go run errands. Go Mm -hmm. on a date. Hang with your girlfriends. A little yep. adult time.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> totally. And I have to say that leaving one child with you and even taking one child out mm, to dinner is almost a date. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <funny. laughs> All right.
0: Thank you, Susie and Cynthia, for joining me on the LJPC Conversations Podcast. And thank you to everyone for listening. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast has been produced by me, Shannon Cunningham, and our wonderful director of communications, Jim Cedric.